You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Yeah, um, 960, 960 on the text line. That Tyler Toffoli breakaway last night was more clutch than blank. Blank. That Tyler Toffoli breakaway last night was more clutch than blank. 960, 960. We'll do it after Sarah McClellan. We'll give away the two tickets to kiss. But right now, Flames reporter for Sportsnet, joining us live from beautiful uh, Minnesota, I would assume, uh, Ryan Leslie on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. No Dallas. Uh, Ryan, good morning. How are you? Gentlemen, good morning. More clutch than Matty Rose's duster. Oh, oh stop it, Ryan. You're I'm such blushing. A, you're such a honey dripper, Ryan Leslie, this early in the morning. <laughs> now, I don't gl- even know what town, what day, what time. I'm just happy to be with you guys. You're oh. my alarm clock here, so thank you. I like it. Um, I have seen on social media when you rock the beard. Is that the off-season thing? Right away you grow a beard a la Elliot Friedman? Grow it where you can, boys. Grow it where you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's good. That's a good point. Yeah, I like that. Um, watching that game last night, do do you think to yourself, Ryan, while you're there, you're like, where was this effort on Saturday night? Because that's what makes this team so frustrating. Is you see the games they put together against the Bruins and last night in Dallas, and then you watch the performance on Saturday, and you're like, how is this the same team? It was never in doubt last night, right? I mean, that was just <laughs> how they draw it up. <laughs> yeah, I I can sense, and you know chatting with some of your colleagues on different shows the the word frustration keeps coming up but this uh, and I I don't know if I can say anything different than you guys have talked about or or you know the words that the players and Ratcher Living have said it's a good team hasn't figured out how to win but boy you know they're in the in the teeth of a lot of games and I I realize there's no silver linings uh, for fans and those who follow the team but yeah you you see an effort like last night where it's that was a roller coaster. You know, there's mm-hmm. guys there who were probably pretty ticked uh, at the way things were going at times, but then there's all kinds of, you know, positive storylines and positive situations there where, uh, you know, they feel pretty good about certain things. So uh, that's one that's a hockey game on the road and uh, you didn't fold up. So you're happy about all kinds of things. And yet you're sort of saying, where was this? Or, you know, is this penalty? Uh, going to cost you. Um, it's just like a bloody soap opera, isn't it? Like you just, yeah. <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen. It's dramatic. It takes you places. It hurts you. It leaves you wanting more. You're impressed one minute, the next you're scratching your head. So that is sport. And that's what we love about it. Um, I think for flames faithful though, they would love to see more of what you saw against Boston uh, last night in Dallas. Uh, against a pretty good Stars team. Um, and we'll see if uh, if it's too late or if they go on a, a run here or not. But everybody's got an opinion right now, and everybody's fired up as long as people are watching and listening and, and, and getting their money's worth. And uh, we'll just keep it going and see how it unfolds. But, yeah, last night was a, it was a fun one to be a part of. Like any good soap, there's always a new story every day, and, and one of the big ones lately has certainly been the play of Jacob Markstrom. What have you seen in his last, I guess, two and a half starts here, two starts and, and relief work against Boston? Just business-like, Matty. Like he's, mm. just, uh, he's just going about it, uh, all business, and on and off the ice, I should indicate. He's just been, um, you know, there's been times when we've seen flashes in his game earlier in the season where you're like, oh, okay. 
And then for whatever reason, he'd have a step back or there'd be a step back in front of him by a lack of offense or, you know, that run support that we've all talked about. And, mm-hmm. and, and then there's the early goals. And then you wonder about confidence and all sorts of the, the psychological side of uh, pro sports. But he, um, the last few games you mentioned, it, yeah, he's been good. And he, now he needs the run support in front of him. And uh, he is just matter-of-fact, business-like. There's not a lot of extra there in terms of, you know, keeping it light or smiling or, you know, and, and not to suggest it's uh, he's in a – um, a bad mood either. It's just going about his his business because he knows uh, he, like everybody else, knows that uh, they're on the clock. We we heard Daryl Sutter say last week that you know they kind of need Jacob Marstrom to grab the ball and run with it here. He's done it since then. Do you see a situation where he gets the call again tonight? We've seen Daryl go back to back with goalies before, but yesterday he faces 33 shots, plenty of times shorthanded. Just uh, wonder what your feel is, as I don't think we're getting a morning skate today. Uh, no, no, we uh, will not see morning skate today. And yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me. And um, mm-hmm. don't know at this point, so I apologize for not having that little nugget. But uh, it would not surprise me whatsoever mm-hmm. uh, to see him go again. Um, yeah, I just now now we what we know about Daryl, right? Get that yeah. guy going, run with it, and just lean on him. And uh, wins are are crucial. I've liked a lot of Dan Ladar's game uh, this year, as I I know others have. And uh, I just think now it's uh, you're gonna ride or die with your number one guy. Um, how fun was I'm watching right that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Ryan, how fun was that high event pair? of uh, Stetcher and Zadorov last night. Lots of stuff going on in both ends of the ice when those guys were on there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, Noah Hannafin was was uh, there. Uh, there was um, lots to look at as far as uh, the defense. And you mentioned that pairing. And interesting, we showed a clip uh, from the 2021 World Championship game when it was Stetcher to Bonjapani yeah. for the big goal. And, and then the camera cuts to Nikita Zadorov back then, and we showed this is uh, Zadorov would uh, go to the box. It would be a costly trip there, so that one's on me. Kind of jinxed it. Twitter can pile on me, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff there. I don't know. I don't know how everybody, um, you know, in your audience uh, is uh, enjoying the uh, additions, but certainly they were prominent in the storyline last night. How great has Jacob Pelche been just as a, a presence to have around these guys? Like every time, it, it, it's either celebration with Huberto on the bench where he's giving him the shake, the huge hug with Lindholm. Like the energy this guy exudes is just, it's infectious. And he just points to, you know, why wouldn't I be that way? I'm in the NHL, you know, and he's like a little chat with them uh, off camera in the morning, uh, just about, you know, he. He's not trying to do too much. I think this is pretty organic. It's coming out of him naturally. And I think he uh, he's enjoying this ride, not trying to do too much, not trying to make about, oh, I'm trying to earn the coach's trust. He's just simply trying to win a hockey game the only way he knows how. And I thought that was kind of cool because, you know, this is a coach that, you know, is giving him a little bit more leash every day, the trust. We saw him go to that top line, you know, and, and it, as we know, didn't start out that way. He certainly knows, this coach does, the number of Jacob Pelche now, and he certainly knows, uh, and, and did then too, but uh, certainly knows what he's got in a good young player who he has admitted he loves being around, and so too do his teammates. So 
this kid is just trying to help this team win hockey games. And that's a pretty good, at least from my vantage point, pretty good way to approach everything. Don't think about ice time. Don't think about earning trust. Don't think about uh, the situation, the magnitude of, of everything. Just go out and try and win hockey games the only way you know how. And he's doing his best to do it. And hey, if he gets a little uh, worked up after, I think uh, I think everybody watching enjoys it. Uh, you've been around Nick Ritchie for a couple of days here now as well. What are some of the maybe similarities, differences you're seeing between the two Ritchie brothers? Well, this was a kid back in 2014 that the Flames coveted highly. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Brian Burke was involved then, and, and uh, there was some talk when they drafted Sam Bennett, like they were going to, they knew they had four, and they wanted to try and, you know, get back another pick into that first round that could they could select Nick Ritchie with, and They've they've been high on this guy for a while. It didn't go that way, and and maybe uh, his career took a couple of different turns. But he's here now, and um, you know, obviously Daryl wants to deploy him where he can get some more ice time. He came out and said that, you know, after uh, watching the first, and then he makes his debut and scores in Dallas. And it's a big body, goes to the net. Pretty humble guy, and uh, you kind of hope for the team's sake and for his sake that there's something there. He's uh, trying to match the desperation of the of the other group. You know, he's cruising around down in the desert, and then all of a sudden he's thrust into a, hey, come on board and help us get where we got to go into the postseason. So he's he feels that desperation. He feels that uh, opportunity in front of him. And, uh, you know, he's bounced around too. So he's trying to establish a little consistency while being effective. And it was great to see him uh, score. He's taken it all in, and it was a big one there. I was kind of glad that the, um, you know, he – penalty there was one where you're like "Uh oh here you go but um yeah pretty pretty good debut and i think uh there was a lot of backlash when i put the lines out yesterday oh yeah as far as who was playing with who and people lost it and everybody had an idea and fine but i always caution you know don't don't react until you know how this thing plays out at least for one game and uh it was pretty quiet after nick ritchie scored on the old criticism front but certainly people are passionate and uh and they have an opinion on who should be playing with who, but uh, for his sake, got a goal, got on the board, and, and is trying to instantly develop a little chemistry here for uh, for the obvious desperate uh, run here. Flames host for Sportsnet, Ryan Leslie, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960. The fan, I talked about it earlier, want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, to me, if the penalty kill is working, it kind of gives a big boost to this team, it just this team thrives off their penalty kill, especially when you have guys like Coleman and Lindholm doing a great job of killing Backlund, killing penalties. It just I feel like when this team is playing well, they're uber aggressive on the PK. Do you see the same thing? Yeah, I do. And obviously, you know, people want to see uh, the power play on the other end. Sure, the PK has been, and I don't think that's. Um, overly unique for any team you get that thing going it gives you such a boost and such a bump and and this group has some pretty pretty impressive killers as you mentioned coleman and backland and others and there that's where you kind of develop a little bit of character isn't it maybe a little identity or maybe a little bit more buy-in and dig in um so that when there's other scenarios you can point to the pk uh as far as inspiration and and maybe that, you know, carries over into those other special teams areas or just, you know, being down or whatever it is or just never quitting on pucks. So, yeah, I do see it that way, guys. And, and you know, that's been a, a positive at times uh, for this group and one where 
I think you can point to it as saying, hey, that's part of the calling card of the group. Yeah, it's been wild watching the kill. I feel like some of the goals they've allowed this year, maybe even a majority of them, would be off the penalty kill getting a chance and then the opposition turning it the other way and scoring off of the rush. Uh, I did want to ask you about this tilt tonight in Minnesota. You know, this Saturday game, we heard the guys after the contest lacked energy, lacked emotion. Do we maybe see a Milan Lucic versus Ryan Reeves fight at long last? We've been we've been waiting and wondering, haven't we? I mean, wouldn't that? I just thought, wouldn't it have been something to after that uh, pregame ceremony and the warm up and everything that was going on in the building on Saturday? Wouldn't it be something to just blow the lid right off if those two went off the hop? And that's just all. I, I think a lot of us thought that. Let's just see this thing explode and take it to a whole new level. I don't know. Um, I hope. I, yeah. They have respectfully avoided that. Um, for good, you know, always. It's just we're, I've seen it come close. I know that there's been some talk, a little bit of stick work here, uh, but publicly there's a lot of mutual respect. Privately, there's a lot of mutual respect for one another. Um, I know Milan is willing. I know Reeves is willing. Uh, there's been opportunities. It hasn't happened, but maybe uh, just maybe tonight is the night um, for you know the fact that you got to hope that, that that could spark and do something for this team. And Milan's a cagey vet. He, he knows the, the impact and the power of it. Um, he's certainly, certainly willing. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Please. Yeah, that's one yeah. of those things that, like, you know, whenever it's a fourth line versus fourth, versus fourth line shift, I don't know if I'm always on the edge of my seat. But when it was those two on Saturday, I yeah. was like, come on, someone do something that is out of line, please. Matty, I'm going to mention it to Milan tonight that you wouldn't mind seeing him go. Thanks. And, uh, yeah, I'd appreciate we'll that. And it gives him a gentle nudge. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Uh, I really appreciate they it. they probably know how tough both of those guys are, and they don't want to get punched in the face by either of them. That's probably a And they know how tough Matty Rose is. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Just block I'm all those sure. punches with his mustache, They're Ryan Leslie. That's what he would yes. be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I, I saw your interview with John Hamm. I thought it was terrific. Um, where does that where does that rank in like your in game interviews uh, on on the pantheon of Ryan Leslie in game interviews? Shortly wow. after Mike Commodore, Commie was pretty good. I thought you guys yeah. catch that one. He was great. Players were giving him a hard time. Hey, oh, they love him. They absolutely love him. Couple of stick taps, couple of jabs, couple of <laughs> let's go boys, couple of everything. There, it was great. <laughs> just like when we walked into the hotel in Dallas when we arrived, and Commie was just sitting there. I don't know, he just checked in or something. And, you know, a lot of the guys just go over and say hi to him. He's he uh, he's a player's player, that's for sure. But, yeah, the John Hampton, that's, guys, anyway, that's just a handsome man. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, I was a big Mad Men guy. I love the town. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's a good one. And, and he's loved universally by men and women alike. Good head of hair, good actor. You know, handsome fellow wears a suit well. Uh, in town for Fargo, yeah, he brings these. You know, he's got a couple. Uh, you know, he's just got it going on, and he, obviously a hockey enthusiast. And you know, he's really good friends with Ryan O'Reilly and a lot of those uh, St. Louis Blues, and you know, the Kachucks as well. So, um, yeah, that was that was a good one. It was uh, great he played along because, uh, <laughs> I mean. I don't want to say man crush, but I think Matty Rose has got a man crush on him. Yeah, I would say man crush. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, Yeah, it's totally cool.
Um, he was also great in Baby Driver, really uh, low. He, he was good he in was Baby really Driver. Good That's in that a good too. film. And yeah. Also, you know, Saturday Night Live's John Hamm's John Hamm, yes. which I don't know if anybody ever witnessed, but that was a great little Very film. good. Um, I thought it was great. It was toilet paper made of ham. Yeah. It yeah. Was... <laughs> good. Um, before I let you go, Ryan Leslie, uh, thanks for taking the time this morning. Uh, in, in the power rankings of malls, Mall of America in Minnesota, or the West Edmonton Mall in Edmonton, uh, which one is ride or die for you? Neither. I don't do malls. I don't do St. Paul malls. I don't do Edmonton malls. Okay. No chance I would ever go to either. Okay. And I apologize. I'm not even. I'm just not a shopper, boy. I just. I couldn't do either, but uh, I can tell you from what I can see here, there's a little bit of sun shining in St. Paul, a little bit mild. Team's going to get together here soon. Uh, that that ride over here last night uh, got in around two or so. That was uh, that you know that was a group that felt good, remembered what it was like to win. They had a last second you know to Foley. They had something good go on and happen late. And as mm-hmm. we know, we haven't seen a lot of that late. You know, you've had heartbreak late. So for Tyler to Foley to get that, um, you know, that that was kind of what this team needed. Not a trip to the Mall of America, that's for sure. Okay, uh, Ryan Leslie, uh, Flames host for Sportsnet. Uh, Ryan, we'll be watching tonight. Thanks for this, pal. Boys, thanks for having me. Love it. Have a great day. Uh, there he goes on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403 those interviews were great yesterday during the intermission. Yeah, it was. The Commodore one. I love the position that they're in, and this is such an inside baseball thing, but yeah. the fact that they are right alongside the glass, right where the players come out, yeah. that was fun. Yep. Uh, the Marty Turco, still a handsome dude. He just had his hip replaced uh, like a week ago, he yeah. said. Crazy. Said he's doing a... Want to do a little quality of life stuff? Want to keep being active? Got yep. the old hip replaced? I feel like if you're an NHL goaltender for any length of time, you probably have to get a hip or a it's knee. It's becoming Tommy John, man. Oh. For y- pitchers. For yeah. sure. Yikes. 100%. Like, sorry, but A, like the way that your legs move when you skate is a very irregular stride. It's the for, butterfly that crushes the For hips. the humans. That's what it is. And then you double it with, yeah, the butterfly and the knees and... Yep. Constantly up and down and having guys fall on you and straining it the wrong way. Like, I don't know, man. Like, when I see a dude in beer league who's lighting it up and he's like, you know, got a little graze going. I'm like, dude, just a hat tip to you, man. Yeah. Like, the fact that you are still flexible enough to get out here and do it. Because, listen, one of my best friends is a goalie and his game has dropped like an absolute stone in the last five years. The dude is just brutal now. Injury is a bit of a part of it, but... Hat tip. Um, we should try to get John Hamm on the show. Like, I keep... Like, he's in town. We did try, didn't we? No, but I'm sure... Yeah, Alex uh, reached out to some people. Did, yeah, I didn't the, get anything back. I don't, I don't know. Well, James can, Hatfield's in town, too, filming a show I saw. So you just gave up? Well, so all I had was this one email. And I don't know, maybe it got put in, like, his other box because <laughs> I've never emailed him before. But, yeah, I don't know. Should I just double email? Okay, or, yeah, like... See where we can, you know, find this out. Do a little digging. All right. I can do that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he'd come on. Like, we're talking hockey. I'm sure he'd want to come on and talk hockey, especially in town. I think that'd be fun. 
in studio? It'd be great. I don't think he'll come. Whatever in happens, it would be great. It's going to be tough, but you know we got to keep working at it. That's what we do. Yeah. Um. Straight ahead, Sarah McClellan covers the Minnesota Wild for the Star Tribune. She'll join us. Tee up the Minnesota Wild. Uh, part of this matchup, and uh, we'll give away some tickets to Kiss. Two tickets. Um, that Tyler Toffoli breakaway was more clutch than blank. That Tyler Toffoli breakaway was more clutch than blank. 960, 960, name and location. Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand. The Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We'll wrap up our portion of the Big Show with Russick and Rose. We'll give away some tickets to KISS in November. That Tyler Toffoli breakaway was more clutch than blank. That Tyler Toffoli breakaway last night was more clutch than blank. 960, 960, name and location. But right now, joining us on the line, she covers the Minnesota Wild for the Star Tribune. We say good morning to Sarah McClellan. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you guys? We're good. Um, uh, my time in Toronto on the Fan 590, uh, I've listened to a few of your interviews. Correct me if I'm wrong. You are from the uh, beautiful city of Edmonton, correct? Yep. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, so just I wanted to clarify that you're from Edmonton. So uh, I asked Ryan Leslie to power rank malls. Uh, the Mall of America in Minnesota or the West Edmonton Mall in Edmonton, uh, Sarah? Which one's your ride or die? You know what? I will say West Edmonton Mall, I believe, is bigger. So a little little bit more variety, a little more options, I think, in Edmonton. Okay. Have you ridden the roller coaster there in Edmonton or no? No, no, not not a roller coaster person. Okay. No, I, I heard, I heard, I think they're getting rid of it. Really? Oh, it's incredibly sketchy. Oh, is it? Like, oh, for sure. The water park is sweet. People like, have someone... died in that on that roller coaster, that... George. Seriously? <laughs> I wow. I can't confirm that. Okay, sorry, Sarah. Things are off the rails right away. We got you on to talk about the wild, and now all of a sudden, I'm I'm really like. I'm I'm shocked that people have died on the West Edmonton Mall um, roller coaster. Okay, we'll stop. Um, Minnesota Wild, that game on Saturday night, didn't that have a lot of old-school Minnesota Wild vibes, how they just choked that game off against the Flames on Saturday night? Yeah, you could kind of say, I guess, this year's version of the Wild is a throwback to the Jacques Lemaire days of the mid-early 2000s. But that was textbook wild, not even like textbook road game. That was quintessential wild of late. Um, and basically how they're built to have success, uh, you know, for that to pretty much be a one nothing game for most of the game. Timely saves by Philip Gustafson, um, a shutdown defensive presence in front of him, and then oppor- opportunistic scoring from the double deflection on the first goal to the Marcus Foligno batted puck in uh, on the second one. That was very... Um, like I said, quintessential wild, how they've been having success of late, um, just kind of hanging around these games, not getting out of character, not pushing for offense, just sticking to their structure, and then obviously capitalizing when they can. Uh, a lot of one-goal wins for this team of late, um, so for them to score three uh, was kind of a you know kind of a, a new trend, I guess, for them. Maybe some of the trade acquisitions are, are having an effect to bring that secondary scoring, but. 
these one nothing, two one, you know, even three two. This is very, very on brand for this year's wild team. Sarah, Kirill Kaprizov and, and Matt Zuccarello get a lot of the headlines, but can you tell us about the progression you've seen from Matt Boldy in this season? Yeah, you know, only a second-year player, and if you remember, he, he didn't make his NHL debut till almost about halfway through last season. He really clicked with Kevin in that second half. Uh, those two played with, with Frederick Goudreau, and they really gave the Wild a solid line to play, you know, Besides the Kaprizov line, it kind of took some of the attention away. Just It wasn't a one-line team that you could just focus on Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello and Ryan Hartman. Um, a really balanced scoring line. And so, obviously, with Fiala's offseason departure to Los Angeles, uh, Matt Boldy's played with a handful of different lines this season. Um, but it looks like maybe, you know, there's a there's a combination here working now with Yul Eriksson and Marcus Johansson. Like I said, they, they had two of the goals on Saturday. Um, you know, I think some consistency there could really benefit all three of them. Um, Boldy, he, he, you know, he, he's obviously one of the top scorers on this team, but I think for him it's been just putting more pucks on net, not always looking to pass. He has that vision. He, he definitely has that playmaking ability, but when he gets his shot off, he also has a knack for scoring, and obviously he signed that big in-season extension that begins next season. So he's a pillar of this team moving forward, um, obviously key to their offense, but certainly someone I think that's you know really still navigating this league as a second-year player. I, I'm curious as to what happened with Jordan Greenway in Minnesota because a couple of years ago he played on that line with Joel Erickson and Marcus Foligno, and they were an absolute force to be reckoned with. And, you know, we're not too far removed from that amount of time or from that time playing with those guys and playing well. And here we are. He's traded to Buffalo for a couple of picks in a season where the Wild are, are trying to go for it as best they can. What happened between the Wild and Jordan Greenway? Yeah, he looked like he was ready for a change of scenery and a fresh start. And I think what really kind of set him back this season was the fact that he, he had off-season shoulder surgery. So he wasn't part of the normal training camp routine. It delayed his recovery. It delayed his start to the season. And then he, when he did come back, um, he suffered a different injury with the same shoulder. So he was back again trying to recover. And I think... You know, it's kind of general manager Bill Guerin said, I think he just was playing catch-up the whole year. So it was really tough to get a rhythm in the lineup. And as a result, that line wasn't together much this season. Um, so the grief line, as it was called here locally, you know, was split up. Uh, Felino was playing elsewhere. Erickson Eck was playing elsewhere. Um, and so when, you know, when all three were really playing some of their sharpest hockey is when they were that shutdown checking line. But they were also playing a lot of offense. And so I think without that, kind of guiding light, you know, for, for Greenway especially. Um, it just didn't, you know, really enable him to gain any traction in the lineup, only a couple of goals and a handful of assists. So um, I think, you know, especially where he at, he's at in his career, he's still, you know, only I think six seasons in um, to get a fresh start and a change of scenery in Buffalo with, the, you know, a lineup that it sounds like could really use his size and presence. Um, I think it made sense just for, for a change for both sides. Um, Sarah, how much is John Klingberg wanting to get his career back on track? A guy that signed that one-year kind of prove-it deal in Anaheim and essentially the Ducks signed him because they knew eventually they were going to have to flip him. How much benefit could potentially the Wild get from John Klingberg down the stretch here? 
Yeah, you know, I think obviously they acquired him for, for his offensive instincts. And, you know, this is, like I said, a team trying to generate more offensively um, and not solely rely on Kirill Kaprizov. Uh, but I think playing with this blue line and, 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 you know, coming over to this defense, it could certainly be kind of like that stabilizing factor for him. He acknowledged it's been kind of a tough go in Anaheim and, um, you know, just kind of felt like he was chasing it maybe early on. But, I mean, it, it's only one game, but he was on the ice for all three goals in Calgary on Saturday. Didn't look out of place. Looked like a savvy veteran. He was obviously running the point on the power play. So, uh, you know, maybe this is a situation, too, where he can kind of just write his game, get back to basics, but obviously, you know, be a lightning rod for offense. That's why this team brought him in, just to give a little bit more playmaking ability from their back end. So, um, like I said, one game so far, we'll see how it goes the rest of the way, but it looks like it could really be a partnership that suits both sides. Can you tell us about what you've seen from the netminders of late? Uh, the the numbers for both Mark andre Fleury and Gustafson have been just outstanding for the last few weeks here. Yeah, neither are giving up much goals of late, which I guess makes, you know, maybe an easy decision for the coaching staff of who to put in since they're both playing so well. Um, it sounds like it'll be Gustafson again tonight, you know, against Calgary again um, after he had that 31 save shutout over the weekend. But uh, two very different styles. Uh, both kind of go about the game different ways. Obviously, we know the flash and you know, the windmill saves and, you know, the highlight reel athleticism that Marc-Andre Fleury has, whereas Philip Gustafson, he's very much, um, you know, in the right place at the right time type goalie. I think that's really predicated on his technical base, um, his pedigree growing up in Sweden, obviously. Um, you know, he came over here with a really sound foundation to his game, his, his skating in the crease, his movement, um, his post-play. Um, it was really obviously, you know, instructed to him at that grassroots level uh, to have his technique really guide his style. And I think you see that, too. I, I think of a play in the first period on Saturday where um, he was just kind of set up. His pad was against the post and a puck just hit him. He didn't have to react. And I think that is pretty much sums up Gustafson's style and why he's been able to be so effective, especially in front of this blue line a very predictable setup for the Wild when they're doing well. And I think you've seen that of late with their nine-game point streak. What is Dean Evison's impact on this group? You know, it's been a few years now, obviously, since he took over full-time. And I think he's really stressed an up-tempo, aggressive offensive style. This is a team that wants to score goals. But obviously, especially now with the personnel change from last season to this season, it is still not at the expense of having the right posture defensively. And, yeah, we can maybe say it's a throwback to, you know, wild teams of the past, but I think it just is a style that suits this team and the personnel. Um, there isn't Kevin Fiala anymore um, and, you know, his 30 goals of last season. So it was very much a high-octane, high-flying offense of last season that I think had a lot of success because they simply outscored the other team. They'd win 6-5, 5-4. That's not how this team's built. And I think Everson has really, you know, made that clear to this team. There were some hiccups at the beginning of the season, I think, where they were probably trying to relearn their new identity. Uh, but he's really reinforced that and, you know, them playing to their style and not getting out of character. And when they do, they get in trouble. And we've seen that. They had a little lull going into the All-Star break right before they won a few games. And then coming out, they really sputtered. Um, they've obviously stabilized of late, but I think he's been very clear to them 
um, about what it takes for this group, you know, to have success and hold them accountable. Ryan Hartman, who's the top line center on this team, was a healthy scratch for taking penalties earlier this season. Um, they really stressed, I think, what the blueprint was from their first round playoff loss last season to St. Louis, kind of as a um, as kind of a roadmap how to navigate this season. And they talked about accountability and kind of just game management. And really now, if you look at it, that's how the Wild is won. They know how to get through these tight games. They've been playing playoff hockey for weeks now. And I think that's really a tenant and philosophy that Everson has stressed this season. Sarah McClellan covers the Minnesota Wild for the Star Tribune. Sarah, thanks for this. Enjoy the game tonight. Take care, guys. Uh, there she is on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Thank you for all the roller coaster death texts. Uh, I don't I don't really want to talk about it. But thank you. 1986. Yeah, thanks. Long time ago. Uh, you and Patrick uh, bringing the, uh, the show down a little bit with that one. Oh, come on now. Come on now. I'm just saying. It's public knowledge. Hey, roller coasters can give you cancer. Womp, womp. Womp, womp. Debbie Downer. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty much what it is. Mm. Uh, We go from roller coaster death to kiss tickets. (laughs) Kiss tickets. Alex, do you have have your voice doing the kiss tickets? Live Nation presents Kiss End of the Road World Tour. Coming November 12th, 2023 to the Scotiabank Saddledome. I love it. Uh, we've been asking you all morning on the old text line. 960. Do you want to take a couple phone calls too or no? Sure. If people want to call all in, right. by you all means, call fire in, you're away. Bored. There's you're already like at work. A ton of really good text. So if Lots. you're going to call in, you better bring your A game. Yeah, bring yeah. it. Uh, 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. Your chance to win KISS tickets on this question. That Tyler Toffoli breakaway was more clutch than blank. That Tyler Toffoli breakaway was more clutch than blank. Our Sportsnet 960, the fan text reading robot, texting McTexerson's all lubed up and ready to read some of your text messages this morning. Oh, texty, what do we got to kick things off? Scott in Calgary, more clutch than my toilet after Taco Bell. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Low-hanging fruit, eh? Yeah. Um, again, I don't want to disparage the good people of Taco Bell or the corporation. I think I got a coupon from them yesterday in oh. the mail. Oh, nice. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Now I got to go. Gordita? Yeah, now man. I got to go find a Taco Bell. Hey, you want a door? Is there? Where is the Taco Bell in the city? Is there Chinook one? Center's got one. Isn't there one in the core? Yes, there's one in the core. There's oh, one yeah, in the core. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. attached it's to the KFC. The yes, KFC yes, that yes, had yes. The, the combo the same company. Yeah, the yeah. same. Yeah, combo KFC Taco Bell. They had a. A bit of a thing recently. Never mind. It's fine. What do you Go mean ahead. a bit of a thing? What are you talking about? Uh, just fucking, you know, they had the little, uh, creepy collies. Oh. At the core? I think so. Ooh. What? Yeah, I think there was some, some sort of a bug or something. No, you don't be, you don't, unless you know for a fact. That's why I'm flirting around it. Okay, don't, don't say it. All right. Thank you, Scott. What else we got here on 960-960? Mike from Cranston. More clutch than Rene Paredes in the Labor Day Classics. Is that true? Oh, yeah. He's the most clutch kicker that Stan Peters have ever seen. I don't know if that's a fact because I haven't been around for the uh, Mike McLaughlin won Peters, a Grey Cup. Okay. A Grey Cup. <laughs> yeah. 98. How many does Rene have? Three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eat that, Dumas. Mm-hmm. McLaughlin's got two. Yeah. He won a Grey Cup, though. That's what I'm saying. He won a Grey Cup kicking a field goal to win it. 
Okay. Mm, yeah. Fair. Yeah, Shout no, out to Renee Paradis. Good kicker. Going to be a good firefighter, too. We we had a lot of fun with him at the uh, Pizza Pigo. Is we, Renee becoming a did. firefighter? Renee is becoming a well, firefighter. Good for him. I know he, my brother actually did some work with him as well, but good that he's doing a firefighting okay, work. Well, all right. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, keep him rolling. Dean from Lethbridge. Tyler Tofali's breakaway goal was more clutch than when Benny the Jet Rodriguez stole home. Fan lot. Okay. That's a... Uh, I think some of our listeners would get that. Some of them wouldn't. That was over my my head. So yeah, I didn't get that either. No, you never seen Sandlot? I did. I just oh. didn't remember that part. Oh. Not for years. Wedley in Bridalwood. Oh, <laughs> that Toffoli goal was more clutch than George's winless soccer team. <laughs> hey, Wedley, that's just that's just that, unnecessary. That was uncalled for. <laughs> yeah, we're not clutch. We're winless. We had our first lead last Sunday. Ooh, like we had a lead and one it took nothing. How long to blow it? Not long. Yeah. But we had a lead for the first time in franchise history. We have a caller. It's been a tough season. Oh, someone yeah, on the horn. That. Wow. <laughs> yeah, on the old blower. Pardon? Um, Grant, good morning. How are you? Morning. Uh, what are you up to today, Grant? What's up, Bob? Well, well, just hanging out today on a beautiful, uh, beautiful cold day in old Alberta. Uh, I'd say Tyler Toffoli's uh, goal was better than cold gin on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> Nice. All right, Grant. Did you have any of those cold gins before you called in? Uh, No, not a drinker, (laughs) but uh, cold gin is a great song, I guess. Mm. Okay. All right. Mm. There you go. Hang on, Grant. Good job. I like phone calls. Cold gin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. My hater's broke, and I'm so tired. Yeah. I need a fuel to build a fire. The girl next door, her lights are out. Yeah, ooh. Landlord's gone. I'm down and out. Okay. Um, Those are some lyrics from Cold Gin. Okay, I like it. Yeah, you're welcome. I thought he meant Cold Gin, as in the. Yeah, he does. The, yeah, the drink. I know, but botanicals and stuff. Yes, I'm, I, I, I like my gin. Magic. I like gin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get to Todd. Um, Todd, good morning. Uh, what are you up to this morning, Todd? Uh, just driving around right now. Oh, okay. are you for, working for fun or for work? I am working. Okay, thanks for listening. Um, that Tyler Toffoli breakaway last night was more clutch than what, Todd? And Tyler Toffoli's breakaway was more clutch than half the people working the morning show there knowing who the Beatles are. <laughs> okay, Todd. Oh, come on now, Todd. <laughs> yeah, no, like how, Todd, On how shocked were you when our two young gentlemen, our two young fellas had no idea who the, who couldn't even name the Beatles? Like how, 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 bewildered were you how dumbfounded how shocked were you when you heard that yesterday i i honestly couldn't believe it yeah it's true it's true it's 100 percent true i'm not i'm not a big beatles fan but i'm able to name them they're all first names y'all you don't even have to name their last names yeah just know them by their first name i I like that hang on the line todd i like it he's not wrong you know we do love a good meta reference yeah (laughs) he's not wrong um Still got a lot of texts. Let's get to one There's more call. So many texts. So many texts. I don't know if I can put any more in Texty. Um, <laughs> Texty's overworked. He's dying. Need work. Uh, <laughs> get to Matt. Matt, what are you doing? Huh? Good morning. I'm right here. No, Matt's on the line. Oh. Hey, Matt. Hey, how, guys, are you? how you doing? Good. Um, the Foley's goal was more clutch than Al Bundy scoring four touchdowns in a single game. There okay, you go. I like that reference. Yep. Thank you. Hang I don't think Alex gets that one either. Married with children. There you go. Did you get that <laughs> reference, Alex? Just shaking his head. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Didn't think so. <laughs> D- 
did not think so. Do love some Al Bundy. Yeah, you actually, if you watch Married with Children now, it would totally get canceled. Oh my god, like you'd be like, what is this? It's on MTV. It just replays over and over. Much or MTV, one of the two. Yeah. There was a reason when I was doing the old show where we wanted a whole bunch of Al Bundy clips, so yep. I, I went through like the best of, and I was like, most of this is super inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> like... A lot of this is degrading his wife in a way that yeah. is not even that, not even that funny. That is a pig. <laughs> um, uh, who wasn't a big Kelly Bundy fan? Oh, yeah, up exactly. Uh, let's get to some more text messages. Let's do it. Tyrell in Crescent Height. More clutch than Gene Simmons' tongue. On. All you can eat. Pasta night at Gino Penino's in the Bronx. Gross. Mind out of the gutter, please. Mm. Okay. Your girlfriend's screaming at you because you're paying too much attention to her mom or her sister. <laughs> <laughs> I, ran- I forgot about your random, random three clip. minutes with Gene Simmons. Yeah. We're trying to get John Hamm on the show, but we've had Gene Simmons. <laughs> okay, back to you. Yeah. That's great. He was amazing. Oh In one. So lame. Um, what- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Let's get to some more. Let's do it. Brad in Calgary, more clutch than the street meat cart outside the bar at 2.30 a.m. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, street meat. Uh, Hold on, I like Brad. Hold on, Brad. I like that one, Brad. Write down street meat, George. That's true. (laughs) Make sure you write down street meat. Yep, that is clutch. That is super clutch. Nothing like a midnight glizzy. Give me that midnight meatsicle. Keep them rolling. Jordan in Okotoks, that Toffoli breakaway was more clutch than my kid driving stick. Oh, ah. been there before. Get it clutch. Can you drive stick? Can I? Yeah, I can drive stick. Like I, my I one... drove a manual car for or standard. Manual. Oh, okay. You're a better man than like I am, Matty. Four or five years. Like I haven't driven stick in a long time because my buddy so had. Because like my buddy would get super drunk and have to drive his car home. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun, but it's a lot of work. I just like to. I disagree. I no, would rather drive work. stick. No, you, I like to just put my arm maybe out the window or at the side. But you can put your lean back. Like, it's just a lot easier driving automatic. But if you get, like, a real sports car, you got to get it standard. I had uh, my old vehicle had, like, a two and a half liter engine in it. Yeah. And it was so much fun to drive. Six speed. Oh, Because I used to go on road trips. I used to do a lot of music festivals in the summer. Mm. And... Anytime you had to pass somebody, just drop that thing down. Look at you! You're such a gearhead. I'm not. My brother is. I'm really? I'm about the opposite. Did you ever? Did you ever fix the Johnson rod in it? Uh, let's get to some more text messages. Kevin in Nanton, more clutch than Peter Lauberty is on Jeopardy when the category is 1983 CHL left shot defense Emmon that scored on the second Thursday of February. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Who was that? Sorry, it was Kevin. Kevin, that's pretty clever. Oh, sorry, how did Texty say uh, Pete's last name again? Can we get that one more and time? Peter Lauberty is on Jeopardy when Lauberty's. Mm-hmm. Good bad. try. <laughs> um, okay, how many more we got? Oh, God, there's like eight, nine more texts. Here. Okay, let's get to like three more. Rapid really fire. Let's go. Ethan in High River, Tifali's breakaway was more clutch than a negative test during a pregnancy scare. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, moving on. Next one. Charlie in Calgary. More clutch than KFC. Mm-hmm. Don't make plans. Wrong. Uh, continue. Anthony in Lacombe. That Toffoli breakaway last night was more clutch than my four-year-old wallet condom. <laughs> Dude, that thing ain't clutch. <laughs> no. Here, it's dangerous now. No, you can't have it around your body heat. 
you could compromise the latex. on it every day. You know, yeah. Chuck that in the garbage. Yeah. yeah, that's garbage. Not good. You're just carrying garbage around in your wallet. But at the same time, I'm kind of sad that it hasn't been used in four years. Yeah. Also a fair point by you. Yeah. That's probably the saddest part of I it all. I feel like at four years, you're like, I probably don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> this, this probably Man. ain't going to happen. This, uh, this might not be my plan. Yeah. Wearing that is your policy, not mine. All right. Get to a couple more. Ian in Airdrie. That Toffoli goal last night was as clutch as my Nike Monarchs in a rec soccer league game. Okay, all right. Again, a listener to my show. Because last week, not this week, the week before, we lost to a team where yeah, the keeper with Nike got Monarchs. Yeah, the keeper had Monarchs. Oh, my God. That was a low point in my life. Okay, keep going. James in Cochrane. That Toffoli breakaway was more clutch than Brody on the beat, which is clearly the best oh, segment in radio. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Let's go. Pandering. Uh, that's that's textbook pandering. Yeah. Okay, how many more we got? We got three more. Okay. Rapid fire. Kirkland go. from Chestermere. That Toffoli goal was more clutch than the guy that brings the 32-pack of beer into the locker room. Mm, Fair. That is clutch. Daniel in Okotox, that Toffoli's breakaway last night was more clutch than Blockbuster on a Friday night in the 90s. Okay, so really quick, <laughs> I, ha- I have to tell this story okay, really quick. quick. Really quick. Uh, Blockbuster back back at home, there yeah. was this guy who looked like uh, Wolfman Jack okay. behind the thing. Oh, yeah. And terrifying. he pretended like he was like Roger Ebert or Gene Siskel. Oh, and, and my ex-girlfriend at the time, like, oh, that's no good. And she's like, should we get the movie? I'm like, who cares what the Blockbuster guy <laughs> says? He's working at Blockbuster. Yeah. Oh, should we get it? I'm like, who is he? Like, yeah. he's behind the counter making popcorn. Yeah. He's an expert? Oy. We don't need anyway. to take his advice. Yeah. Let him be. Okay, keep going. Last one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jamie and Airdrie. RNR, that top breakaway goal was more clutch than my boy Maddie crushing the pronunciation of German soccer teams. You did crush it. I love me some Bundesliga. You did crush it. The what wobble, was that the one? What was that name? The... That was Jamie. Ooh, I like Jamie. The... I also like Todd on the phone talking Bundes... about the Beatles. Bundes... But Maddie did do a good job with the Bundesliga. I'm going to make the executive decision and give the tickets to Jamie this Jamie! morning. What do you think? That'd be Jamie. Congratulations for listening to the show and, and acknowledging Maddie Rose crushing Bundesliga team names. I thought I did a pretty good job. You did. Uh, more tickets tomorrow. Uh, we're giving away tickets all week. Uh, we'll we'll break down the wild and flames tomorrow. Yeah, we can we can end on this. You gonna watch some more um, Bundesliga? Mucho big show straight ahead with Patrick. What do you got, Patrick? I'm gonna keep that soccer talk rolling. Yeah, Peter no talking all things uh, Canada soccer. Pa, pa, pa. I won't MLS. miss it. Yeah. Obviously, what the hell happened to Manchester United on the weekend? Canadian team's off to a slow start. Oh, yeah. They're, they're all keeps winless. texting me, blowing up my phone all the time. What oh. the hell's with the Whitecaps? Yeah. Damn it! <laughs> George! That club to foot in Montreal's off to club a slow to start. Foot. That's the worst name. Where else Bring are there back teams? the impact. Club Toronto? to foot. Toronto FC? Is there another one? There's three. There's three? Like, I don't know. Like, Calgary could definitely have a, a major league soccer. Man, we got to get down to Calgary games, do man. Yeah, you got to yeah, With our it. man Tommy. Yeah. All right, that's it for us. We got, oh my God, we're so late. Damn you and your clever text messages, you listeners. Thanks for listening. That's it for us. All right, we got to go. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.